Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. standing over the mutilated bodies of the four bandits and the corpses from the burnt-out wagon. You're in the green plains outside of Malifaux, about three days' journey, kind of getting close to the, the, the transition between the plains and the badlands. So it's still green plains where you're at, but soon, within the next day or so, it's about to, you know, start to turn to sand and and desert really the wind's sort of blowing i think the time's around midday just before the grass kind of sways in the wind as you just survey the violence at your feet really the legs of the chopped off bandit the bullet shot wounds in the heads and face of one of them i believe clyde you just shot someone just straight through the eyes twice and he was you know very dead before he hit the floor yeah there's limbs chopped off and there's still the smoking wreckage. Your vi- your vehicles, your horses kind of just standing quietly, just staring off into like oblivion or munching on some grass. And there's the horses of the bandits on the ridge that Egg was, was with as he charged in. What would you guys like to do? I mean, you killed these fellas again. I get in his action. <laughs> they were they were uh, on top of uh, a couple of cor- corpses, right? That's what they were doing. They were looking at a burnt caravan and hmm. corpses and stuff. They, they got nothing in. Oh God, I'm well off. They got nothing in those horses up there. They, they, nothing, nothing. Oh, they just had some snacks and stuff. What's going on down here? Well. As you can kind of see, Egg, uh, we, we, we took care of this pest problem here. Uh, that guy, he ain't got no eyeballs. That guy's missing a leg. And 
that guy, well, he he dead, Egg. So, um, wait, what? Did you what, see, what are we... see people that weren't able? Excuse me. You, you saw a man without any eyes. That's kind of not cool. I, I think you're missing the point here. Uh, he had eyes, and then uh, Clyde over there done shot him out. That guy already had a leg, and then my sword made him not have a leg. Do you understand? Oh, wow. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. What, um, what, did, what did they do wrong? You know what? Uh, that's what we were trying to find out. But um, unfortunately... Uh, we weren't really aiming for the eyes. We were going to hit him somewhere else, and uh, those bullets went straight for the eyes. And I but guess that's we... kind of a specific problem you had there. Because if you think about it, like, hitting one eye is a good kind of random chance, but hitting two of the motherfuckers, that's, that's a good luck. Well, what can I say? My boy over there, Clyde, the noose boy, he's one hell of a shot. Um... Grant Dupont, I tell you what, do you want to have a little look through that, uh, through that little fire? Can you, can you see anything over there? Can you get anything? Because, uh, they don't seem to be animals cooking on that fire. I suspect they be humans. I'll start going through their pockets as well at this point. I'll hop down off Douglas. Grant Dupont, we'll look. Both of you can make a notice check for me. That's notice and cunning as the associated aspect. Uh, I got 10. So 10's good. And a 5. 10 and a 5. Cran, you're probably more interested in the death around yeah, you. Yeah, I was going to say. And less materially inclined. Although Egg is like a little magpie and he swiftly picks up um all four collier navy pistols from the bandits so you've got four additional pistols and probably 48 bullets somewhere around that i'm not really going to count bullets it's more about reloads that i care about and i'm not that fussed about that but um you've got four pistols at your disposal from the bandits and um the people they're not really burnt out or anything yet. They're just kind of like, you know, you get the impression they were about to just burn the evidence. They're simple folk. They've, you know, their belongings were kind of in the, um, the burning wagon and anything that was salvageable before it was burnt was dragged out in boxes and kind of emptied up on the ground. There's, uh, clothes that have been scattered. So there's, you know, there's some nice dresses and some basically, trousers and shirts and um there's basic farm supplies so by that i mean grains um there's a shovel there's bric-a-brac and tat really it looks like these people didn't have much and maybe they were traveling from you know relatives it's hard to say but there's not any material wealth here particularly how, how many cowboy and hats are there there's probably one or is there sombrero what? there's no there's no sombrero um i would say there is i'd say one cowboy hat uh quite long 
long brimmed one and there is uh two bandanas chilling amongst this wreckage and is there anything else that i can say um there is like a ham leg <laughs> that's been smoked and i like ham uh, i'll put the cowboy hat on and i'd say there's probably a pickaxe and that's about it I got a hat. I will take some of the bullets, if that's okay. Yeah, and replenish. And then that's it for me. Can I do a seance? Yeah. Mm. Are you spending an hour, or are you going to just discard a twist card? Yeah, I'll spend an hour. Okay, can you make a bewitch challenge for me, please? So that's bewitch and charm, and your target number is 12. Uh, minus 2, minus 4. Sweet. Really? <laughs> oh, come. So 9 minus 4. <laughs> Would no, you like to discard a twist? Uh, it's 12 minus 4. I just pulled the 12. Oh, sorry. 12 minus 4. Would you like to discard... Have you got a twist card that can get that high? No. So it's a fail. You, um... So... Maybe it's the violence of the acts. Maybe, you know, your head's foggy with, you know, seeing the death of a woman and child, two children technically. But you can't connect with these spirits. And maybe the bandits that you killed, they're just unwilling. Or maybe they've just simply gone. But there is unfortunately no connection there. Um, Josh, can I um, remove the dead bandits' bandanas and check to see if there's any bounties upon their heads? I'll tell you this straight away. Um, with your skill, you would know that all of these are wanted. They're part of the Thompson gang. They're very low-level bandits. Looks like maybe they're trying to step up a little bit. They're not supposed to be really heading towards the Badlands. You'd heard that they were more... Um, geographically located to the northern hills, so something's caused them to move on and try their luck much further south. So, to south. claim my bounty, I'd need to return them to the northern hills, or can I cash in anywhere? Uh, anywhere, really. Um, that there's guild officers, you could cash cash the bounties in. Okay, cool. Um, have um, is there any kind of bags or satchels that I can um? recycle from this from this horde of yeah they'd definitely definitely be uh your choice of either okay so uh i think she at this point is going to uh grab his katana uh maybe wipe off some of the blood from cutting that guy's um leg off and uh he'll say to the other guys um fellas especially you there egg i think you're gonna want to turn around for this and he's gonna chop the heads off all of the bandits and put them in a little satchel Mm -hmm. and uh, put it on uh, Pony Stark. Nice. Uh, I'll tell you this right now. So if you want to write this down, uh, so that I, you know, you don't forget, you've probably got about two hundred script worth of bounty there, which is 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 pretty healthy. Maybe more because of the nature of the crime that you know they've they've just committed. They're stepping up in the world. So Egg will be cheering you on. Say, yeah, kill him again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Once the heads are in the satchel, are you guys happy to move on? Mm. Sure. Okay. Yeah. On the fuck here now. On the fourth. Sorry, just mm. egg will look at the dead bodies. 
because uh, he'll, he'll, he'll know that they have families. Um, so he'll look for kind of people that look like him just to and say, your mama dead. <laughs> he'll, he'll kind of look at the, the bodies of the people around, like that are there, the people that were killed, the farm people, whatever they're called. Right, yeah. Uh, so he can, he'll look for people that look like them. So basically, while we're riding to wherever, when we pass people that we that look like the dead people, we'll say your mama's dead. Oh my god! I'm sorry, I'm with you. <laughs> um, well, there's not many people um, as you head southwest down onto the the desert. Really, as you start to cover into um, the badlands, now the ground gets the grass gets more sparse and sand becomes more frequent. You actually pass nobody on this fourth day and you make good progress and towards evening you stop to make camp and between you guys you knock up some food once the fire's going and as you are starting to you know make ready for bed you hear a noise um it's sort of like it's sort of like a scream that kind of distorts towards the end into something very clearly evil it's not someone screaming for help it's a scream designed to scare and then you kind of hear like these giggles almost like child voice giggles in the dark around you a little bit can, maybe two different can egg giggles. match the scream and like scream back in a sim- like similar high pitched I'm going to say yeah um it's very dark. You're in a circle around the fire, and there's this sort of like I'm going to move my microphone a bit. It's sort of like a <laughs> sort of scream, <laughs> and then on the other side, you just hear. <laughs> what did we do? Those pistols that we got. I've got them all. Egg got them on a bandolier. Egg. Yeah. Pass me one of those pistols. Which one? Oh, I've gone. My voice is set. <laughs> All right, Shale. Which, which one do you want? <laughs> Grand Dupont would like number three. His name. <laughs> if he, his name is Malcolm. <laughs> you want Malcolm? I'll take Malcolm. He'll hand it Malcolm, but he'll he'll hand it like so. He has to like grab the barrel that's pointing towards him. <laughs> Just point the gun straight <laughs> yeah. at him. You want Malcolm? <laughs> Is it loaded? Uh, I don't. I, he doesn't know. <laughs> he just he, he arranged them and named them and stroked them. Can I add that to my? Um... You may. Is a collier pistol. I'll give you the stats when you need it. I guess. The plus one, Malcolm. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I reload my um, Hawking rifle from the last round, or would I've pro- possibly? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say traveling? you've already. You've already done that. Yeah, okay, that, I'd like to yeah draw draw my draw my rifle in anticipation. Can I check if um, this is actually loaded? Uh, it is. Yeah, you 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 quickly check it, and um, I'm guessing you guys are scanning in the dark around your horses and your campfire as you pull weapons. E- and Egg's gonna can... literally say. Uh, it's Egg's turn, and he's gonna run towards the noise with his shotgun. <laughs> Jeez. 
Okay, as you run towards the noise, you run into the darkness, and you guys start kind of see this small green shape of egg just run uh, and kind of get engulfed by the black of the night. And egg, the first thing you see, shorter than you, are these red eyes, these circular red eyes. And as you run closer, you see it looks almost like a toddler. But as you get closer, you see that it's a purple-skinned... You would know it as a Nephilim. I would know Specifically, it, I? yeah, as a gremlin, you would recognize this as an original R- native. Remember, I've not spent long here. Like, I was adopted. I, I didn't spend too long. Are you ignorant to Malifaux, would you yeah, say? Yes, somewhat. There'll be okay. some bits that re- like, I recognize, but I'm, I'm still feel, fairly inexperienced to this world. Okay, so you see basically what appears to be a purple-skinned, muscular baby <laughs> that has like a loincloth covering, you know, it's, it's decent, but it's got claws of metal, almost Wolverine-esque claws strapped to its hand. It's got horns protruding from its head, these pointy little ears, uh, fangs and cloven hoofs, and... Um, it's just giggling when it sees you, but then it, as soon as you step, you know, closer, a couple of meters really away from it, it frowns and um, it just sort of like growls. It's really aware of social distancing at the minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he will call you. There, there's a creepy baby over here. A motherfucking creepy baby. He's got knives on his hands. Uh, and at this point. I will um, like raise my shotgun. Well. We need initiative rolls. So, Egg, in front of you is one Teratot. There seems to be one. If basically you've ran, if the center of your camp, you've ran basically to one o'clock. Towards seven o'clock is another voice, basically. And you've ran to the one o'clock voice uh, towards the Teratot. You've got this purple little monstrosity in front of you growling. That what would you like to do? It's obviously not a baby, right? It's not a baby. It's no. not this like is... a baby holding some spoons. No, this is most definitely some monster that you will have heard of that exists in Malifaux. Much like the gremlins, there are original denizens of this extra dimension, and they're known as the Nephilim. They're strange monsters and beasts that are native to this plane, and they attack people. Um, They can be a nuisance, and this looks like a Nephilim, and maybe another are, you know, investigating your camp. Uh, Eggle, like, just for a second, kind of turn his head and just look at this thing and realise this isn't good. Uh, and he raises uh, Chesterfield 1897 and he will mm-hmm. uh, put a uh, shotgun shell into this weird purple baby's face. Well, Make a shotgun grace uh, pull, please. Okay, so that is not a close combat weapon. That is very- Range combat weapon of shotguns, which is three. My grace is two, so five. And this is from the fate deck, not my deck, yeah. From the fate deck, yeah. Uh, so that's going to be seven. Uh, I'll tell you what, let's burn, burn one of these uh, to make it an eight. Is it an eight total? Yeah. You needed an 11 to get one of Holy these little shit. buggers. As you pff, launch your shotgun, uh, well, as you shoot your shotgun at 
very close range, this tiny little teratot just darts to the side and just goes and kind of like dribbles saliva at you. And you can see that these bladed weapons on its hand look very evil. Um, that was one shot. Would you like to... Can you shoot again with a shotgun? Uh, it's got five. This one's got five rounds. Yeah, go for another shot if you want. You basically got to get an 11 to hit this guy. Turn it into a uh, 14. Okay, you hit. Uh, can you make a damage flip for me, please? Uh, two, so that's going to be the lowest one. So, yeah, do some damage. Uh, that's going to be damage. Uh, three. Three damage? Yeah, so it goes three, four, three, slash, four blasts, slash, five blasts. So it would just be three, right? Okay. So you blast, with your second shot, you just pump another shell into the chamber, and this time you spray um, shrapnel and shot at this teratot, this Nephilim, this little demon imp, and it connects with part of its face, its shoulder, and its chest. The chest takes most of the damage, and this black blood splashes out. You actually take one damage as this blood splashes up at you, Egg, and you take one damage. Uh, but this thing is looking really hurt, and it just goes... And gets angry again. It's you know you've you've hurt it, hang and on, it doesn't enjoy that. It's brutal, so I get to flip again. So oh. Uh, so eleven. I think that puts it into the five blast damage. Okay, and I'll say that then it starts to go towards you, and then just sort of like the momentum just leaves it as it hits the floor onto its knees, starts to crawl towards you, and just collapses on the floor and just rolls over dead. Uh, you do take one damage as this black blood sort of like sprays at you. Um, I'm going to say... I'm going to roll a d3 to be fair here, because there's another one. Um, and it's going for top of the pile, which would be Clyde. They're out of the darkness, launches um, with a pounce. Um, this purple little almost with nub-winged demon child and it is going to attempt to slash you with its blackened claws so what is your defense value please so 11 plus my defense okay you dodge the first attack right um so it then has another slash at you with its blackened claws can you make one more pull from the fate deck please against a 10 uh eight plus two so ten so you're fine with both attacks. It slashes out twice at you, and you just manage to roll across the floor as this little purple teratot slashes at you. All right, Crant Dupont, you just see this purple little demon imp start slashing at Clyde, uh, and Clyde rolls around the floor to dodge its attack. What would you do? You want to take a shot? Yeah, I reckon so. Um, as this one's going towards uh, Clyde, you just pull the the pistol out and you just put a bullet right between its head like you just quick well, I guess you quick draw it from like your hip or you're shooting it at least firing it from the hip and this bullet just smokes straight through its face and it drops to the floor um shh, Clyde you've, you've got armor on right I do have the armor yes. good because there's black blood just like pumps out of it and it splashes onto your armor and it starts to sizzle on it but thankfully the armor protects you is this Tot just plops down to the floor. Nice. Dead. Once this happens, the night is quiet. Egg is out in the darkness with a dead Nephilim smoking in the dirt. 
and you have one right next to the fire. What would you guys like to do? You're out of combat. There was only two of them. Like, I would have heard them... Um, though I killed my one first, and then... Mm. Uh, so I could have heard where the gunshots were coming from to come back, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, like, just as, like, he's killed his, he'll kind of just eye it over, making sure not to touch it as he knows the blood hurt him. Um, but if I, I don't see anyone else around here, right? I'll tell you this for free, no. There's nobody else around. The night is now quiet and settled. There was just two Terratots out here kind of being jerks. And Egg will wander back kind of smug with himself. I got one. <laughs> what the hell were those things? Egg, do you have any kind of idea what the hell they were? Uh, I think they were knife babies. <laughs> <laughs> knife babies. You know what? I have to give it to you there. Uh, they, they've got knives and they're babies, but... What are they doing in the night? Why are they here to attack us? Does anybody have any kind of idea? I was screaming. Did you not hear it? Because I want to be a death marshal. So I would kind of know what they... You have more of a thing for undead, but you would know that Malifaux is home to Nephilim. Um, I'm probably going to give you a little bit of information because between you guys, whilst you might not have huge amounts of info, um, between you talking around the campfire, you know, you can start to put things together. So the Nephilim are the natives to Malifaux. You know, before humans came across the breach, there was the Nephilim. And the Nephilim have always had some sort of violent relationship, really, with, um, you know, the humans that came across. It's similar to, like, they also get called the Neverborn. Um, and they are corrupted and twisted versions of the original inhabitants of Malifaux. They can be nightmarish creatures. Um, maybe they were created through bizarre magic or countless generations of this strange, magically enhanced evolution. If there is one tie that ties these Neverborn together, is that they are all, to a greater or lesser degree, creatures of um, a mutable form or powerful magic. There's different species. There's You've heard of like fish-like creatures that are born male and eventually become female as they reach the end of their life cycle. And you've heard stories, tall tales maybe, but stories that these females can summon torrential rains to flood the lands around them and then making it suitable terrain for them to lay their eggs. Most Nephilim are born as small, purple-skinned creatures. Unfortunately, that you know, resemble these human toddlers. And if a Nephilim consumes red blood, it grows progressively larger with each meal eventually sprouting massive wings and curling horns that cause it to resemble a biblical demon. There are other Nephilim that are considered shape changes. They can effortlessly shift between different forms. So mimics or doppelgangers, which are similar creatures that can, can do this sort of thing. When humans came into Malifaux City, some Nephilim assumed human form. And there are stories of various encounters where these almost like magical demons of this plane kind of have played tricks or murdered and killed very violently 
settlers as they've come across. But the Neverborn are not organized, they're fractious. They're split into different multiple races and they often shun each other and um, they have conflicting goals and ambitions. And as a result, humanity was able to get a foothold in Malifaux. And you kind of talk about this around the fire, passing your stories between each other, as you recognize that you've taken out two Nephilim, the first Nephilim you've encountered, two Neverborn, just as you start to approach the Badlands. Now, Egg, you know what I did with those bad guys back on the grassy area? Don't you go touching them little purple things. I think, I think you know why, right? Uh, either because I go blind. My mom will say if I t no okay no not that okay. <laughs> <laughs> from from what I heard and them stories that Clyde be telling me, if you go taking their heads off, you're gonna get burned. You know what your mama says? You don't want to get burned. Some of that blood got on my on my trousers and I got a hole there now. He's drafty. I lost this for a little bit. There we go. <laughs> it's drafty in my travels. Well, well, Egg, I, I, I just want to congratulate you on your first kill here in, uh, here in Malifaux. And, uh, you know, earlier on, when I told you to go talk to them horses, I think I underestimated you, and I think you got something there, boy. That You and that shotgun, I think we're going to need you in the future. Yeah, it's, it's kind of nice to get some appreciation. Thank you. And uh, she will go for like a high five, but he'll put his hand like high in the sky so like Egg can't reach him. <laughs> and like, there'll be just a, a utter look of like devastation. And just for a second, he'll clutch his shotgun. <laughs> Does his little lipstick out? Yeah, bottom lip as he like sulks and wants yeah. to. I thought he said his little lipstick. <laughs> yeah, I thought I said that. <laughs> I'm just messing with your little buddy, and then I'll put my, <laughs> I'll put my hand down down low as in to get uh, for him to give me a low five. And then he'll high five and. Jokes on you, I didn't wash my hands in a week. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I guess I deserve that, and I'll just uh, wipe it on my sort of trousers or whatever. And he'll walk <laughs> away scratching his balls. <laughs> <laughs> You've got balls? <laughs> so the night passes relatively well. I'm guessing you probably keep watches between you just in case, now that you're aware that, you know, Malifaux has its own unique predators and... Um, issues, but you pass the night and wake up recharged and refreshed. On the fifth day, probably at around the halfway point, you start to get into the Badlands proper. As we're driving along, I'm going to go Clyde, you've been quiet. Clyde, you're um, riding your horse called Soup. Yep. Cereal coloured. <laughs> and I'm going to say um, it's early morning, the sun is baking down underneath all of your clothes you know sweat starting to to, to to bead on your bodies and you start to see cactus for the first time and there are prickly pear fruits these pink um, purpley fruits um, blossoming and it's kind of pretty amongst all of this 
you know, this dry landscape, these odd fruits that are growing uh, amongst the, the spines of the, of the cactus. And, you know, you're into the rhythm of your horse's movements. Clyde, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Do you want to communicate with the guys around you? What's going through you as, as you're making this journey south towards innocence through the desert? So, uh, basically, um, the, I only have uh, like one mission that has driven me through this whole uh, becoming a death marshal, even getting in with the guild anyway. And um, all that is going through my mind is just basically one image of like a fire, a house on fire. And so um, um, that's why he uh, he's very self-conscious about his uh, neck and that uh, like Phantom of the Opera mask that he has on him. So it's basically- Is he wearing that right now? He wears it all the time. He, he that's what uh, he has to wear it all the time. Uh, what well, you it. do? Yeah, I have that. Probably should have revealed so, that at some point. No, yeah, but I did the very, uh, uh, first episode, I said he has a mask on. I remember you saying and it. And he's very self-conscious. Is that is that a full-face mask no, or is just it just an eye it's mask? It's like a, like a Phantom of the Other, like half of his face is just like oh, a portion yeah. of the mask. That he I remember has you on. said that now. Yeah. So. I need to Google that because I can't imagine it. Phantom, Phantom of the Other mask. It literally like goes down, literally pretty much down the middle like of his half forehead. half a kabuki. Uh, over his eye and then comes down by the side of his mouth. Yeah, yeah. Wait, is that kabuki? I'm oh, oh, I see what like you're saying. A yeah, nice. Like a Gabrielle. Yeah, <laughs> they're creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Gabriel. But yeah, he. Uh, they're super creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. That's he, so you're wearing, yeah. you're wearing your phantom mask that covers, you know, half of your face. Yeah, yeah, and he's basically just he doesn't talk very much because it kind of like hurts him to talk a little bit, but uh, um, he's just very self-conscious and he has that image. That's what like, he doesn't make jokes. He doesn't do anything like that because he constantly has that image in his head of a house on fire so he's just uh, he's just riding along i would also have thought like with the, the you know the desert heat baking yeah. down you're probably quite uncomfortable underneath that yeah mask. yeah definitely definitely um is there's always going to be like some ridges uh, residual pain anyway but that might be more psychological than anything else but yeah yeah okay so um all right, we've just stopped in with Clyde the Noose Boyd. Let's keep the days going as you make your journey. Um, oh, fucking hell. That's the <laughs> second time I've drawn that. On the sixth day, nothing happens. You're working together quite comfortably as a unit. You've had six days together and, you know, you see nobody. Um, there is life out in the desert. And that's strange, maybe, at points because... Um, there is still greenery out here. You see some skunks and um, you see scorpions. You see tarantula burrows in the ground and it takes you a while to realize that, you know, this is where tarantulas rest during the day and only at night do they come out. Um, there are snakes. Hey, mm. hey, Mr. DuPont. Yes. <laughs> that pause. That pause. <laughs> can, can I ask you a question? Egg, you can ask Grant Dupont anything. How, how fucked up do you think the, the Nuthis face is? <laughs> do you think uh, it's like some acne shit, or do you think it's like he's got bits growing where it shouldn't be? It might look like 
asshole. <laughs> that would explain the smell. <laughs> Jesus. And the taste. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell. I thought you were awfully close last night. Sometimes to taste someone is to know them. Fuck it up. I don't know what to say. I literally got molested while I was sleeping. That's <laughs> that's basically all that is. Worse is your face wound probably got licked. <laughs> well, I've had it for yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, it's all scarred shit now. Do you, you, you think you let me see it? I like seeing all kind of weird stuff. I had Booker home and had a baby with another baby on it. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Grant DuPont read that book. He liked the pictures. <laughs> if you ask him, if you ask you him nice enough. They're called etching. Etching's pictures. All taste the same. <laughs> <laughs> He's like a baby. He only learns through putting stuff in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you ask him kindly, he'll show you his face. Mr. Nooth. I just turned to him and like growled. He's like, yes, egg. Um, it, it'll kind of look like he's gonna like, uh, um, uh, Mr. DuPont wants to see your fucked up face <laughs> <laughs> I'll just go well he's tasted it I, I remember waking up <laughs> <laughs> no I'll just <laughs> oh, God. Um, I'll be like be more mindful of your face <laughs> I'll go when we stop I might uh Show what, him. What happened to what? What happened to your face? I was, was it like a uh, bull or a? No. Did your no. mama leave the iron on and just want to touch you so bad and you end up burning your finger? I was uh, in an accident when I was young, Egg, and uh, this is just what happened to me. What kind of accident? Like I said, I'll show you what happened to me and the story behind it when we stop. But right now, we have to get to innocence. Egg painted himself man-colored. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. My mama said that most little boys aren't green, so I had to, I had to fit in. But she said that the mask of Romeo is going to tell me that's the thing for the, that I should know. It's not her place to say. She said, find the mask of Romeo and he'll tell me everything I need to know. I wonder if he's got a fucked up face as well. Well, hopefully. She said I'd know if my face... Well, you're not the mask of Romeo, are you? Not that I know of, no. Okay. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then we just keep walking. Well, riding, I guess. (laughs) Okay, you just keep riding off into uh, the end of that day. Uh, the next day, I'm going to jump ahead. Uh, can everyone make a notice and cunning pull for me, please? Notice. Okay, on a 16, Egg, you see this first. On the one, two, three, five, six, on the seventh day, 
is you're about three quarters of the way to innocence, deep into the badlands now, properly deep into these arid, sandy desert plains with the sun baking the ground like incredibly hard. There's cracks in the ground and, you know, you're aware that, you know, water conservation is something that you, you think about for the first time. And Egg, you spot something in the sky. It's a speck at first, and then you see another speck, and then a third speck. And it comes closer, and you're squinting into this super bright sky, and another bead of sweat just trickles down your green brow. And you recognize like a blue humanoid with wings flying in the sky. It's got like a little, it's got horns on its head. And there's three of them, and they're sort of coming in your direction. They're human-sized, they're blue, and, um... Myth, myth, yeah. myth What's up, Egg? Can, can we feed the Birdman? What, what Birdman? And then she'll look up into the sky as well. Um, Egg, I don't think they're birds. Um, they, they got seem- wings. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that somebody's a bird, okay? You know, it just, you know, a, a horse has four legs, but that, that doesn't make it a human or a dog or, a, or a, you know, anything else they, that's got four legs. Uh, they would be just, a pegasus if they had wings. I thought it was etching. Yeah, okay, yeah, um, I've heard about this book. It sounds absolutely enthralling, but... I don't think they're birds. Um, I don't know what they are. Uh, boys. They're uh, getting closer. Clyde and now it Cram- looks like they're coming towards you. Anybody know what's going up over there? You want me to shoot them? I want you to get ready to shoot them, but I don't know just yet. Shotgun pumps. <laughs> <laughs> they're looking like they're going to do a flyover. Hold it, Egg. Hold it. Crant. What do you see up there? Clyde, you seen these any anywhere before? Would I have any knowledge of Yeah, how how do we know if we have or not? Based on your previous conversation around the fire a few nights prior, it looks highly likely that these are higher evolved teratots. These are young Nephilim. So maybe the purple skinned, red eyed teratots that have successfully fed upon human blood have managed to mature into fully grown Nephilim. And this is most likely the end result. These are more adult sized, maybe teenager sized. They're scrawny with muscle. Um, they've got cloven hoofs still. They're not favoring strapped on weapons now, like the blades on the fists of the purple skinned toddler demon thing. These have just got clawed hands, but the horns are much more pronounced. There's tufts of of dark hair growing from the head and a little goatee. The fangs are bigger and the ears are bigger. And these nubs of wings have now grown into fully like bat-like wings that are powerful enough to sustain these live muscular bodies in the air. And the skin tone has changed now from this purpley violet color to like a bluey sort of color. The eyes are still red as they snarl and are like flying above you. It doesn't look like they're going to dive, but they're going to fly above you and presumably beyond. Would you guys like to do anything as these kind of are going to fly over? Are we just out in the open? Pretty much on your horses, out in the open in the middle of the desert. I will um, cock or load my uh, Hawking rifle in preparation and suggest that the rest of the crew kind of uh, get their weapons drawn. 
Yeah, I've got to pull, pull my pistol and make sure it's cocked and loaded. How close and are they to us, would you say? I'd say maybe 40 feet up in the air. Do we get a disadvantage for being on a horseback while trying to shoot or something? No, I, unless you... Well, you can stop. I see. As you survey these, you can keep moving. It doesn't really make a difference to me. Now, Ig, I know you I know you got your shotgun cocked and loaded, but I don't want you to go shooting that thing again until they're a little bit closer, because last time, you done nearly made me deaf. I don't also, want that to happen FYI, again. Whenever you talk to Egg and he's got his what, rifle, uh, his shotgun drawn, he turns to face you with it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Egg, Egg, up in the sky, up, up, up towards those guys. You don't want to shoot she in the face now, do you? Up in the sky, put that rifle up in the sky, and don't be shooting that until we, uh, until we get a little bit closer to them. Y'all see, I think from what Clyde was saying, those there things up there. Of the evolved form or the grown up, you know, the adult, you know, when you grow up, egg, you get bigger. I don't know if you get wings or you get hooves or you get claws, but when you grow up, that's 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 like them. Do you understand? Yeah, I, I get you. I know what growing is. You get the hair. And I got I'm mimicking your voice sometimes. There we go. You get hair where there wasn't hair before and stuff like that. Are we, are, exactly. are we like, as a group, we know what egg is, right? But we just don't. Tell him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Egg Egg doesn't really understand what he is either. Like, he's not been brought up around goblins, I don't think. He he knows he's different. He knows he's fucking green. <laughs> but he's not entirely sure what he is himself, so But we know, right? Like we can we we from the conversations and shit, we know he's yeah, he's a whatever a goblin. He's or... a special little boy. He's very obviously a gremlin. Okay. And as you're having this like awareness this conversation with your weapons drawn these young nephilim just fly overhead um they don't communicate they're very obviously have seen you and they just fly off heading northeast basically they don't circle they don't seem to trail you but they've just spotted you flown overhead and flown off can i give a little wave yeah, <laughs> yeah do you need a wave check <laughs> no i don't need to make a pull for that Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. 
Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.